the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Benito and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio. 24 hours of uncompromised. Hallelujah. Christian radio. Amen. We want to give God thanks for all that he's done and all that he will continue to do. Amen. This is uh, our first time going live on pod, uh, on our podcast on Podbean. And we thank God for that. Amen. On this On this day. Praise God. Father, I pray, God, I pray, Lord, for all those listening to the sound of my voice, that your name be glorified, magnified, and truly exalted. We pray to God that you would just save souls that are not saved, and maybe they would understand the difference between religion and salvation. The difference between religion, hallelujah, and salvation. There's a major difference between the two. And, Lord, I pray to God that they would understand that. And truly realize that only through the Lord Jesus Christ can our sins be forgiven. And that we need to be born again to have true, genuine salvation by repentance and faith in thee alone. And not religion that will damn us to hell. Lord, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to go right now into our topic of discussion. And that is religion and salvation. What is the difference? What is religion and what is salvation? And what is the difference between the two? Because there is a major, a major, not a minor, but a major difference between the two. Amen. Between religion and salvation. The majority of people today have religion. Sadly, they don't have salvation. And what they have is not the saving grace of God that will lead them to heaven. But in, unfortunately, it's a man-made attempt to appease God and a man-made attempt to attain salvation that will lead them to hell. That will lead them to hell. And it can come in various facets and various forms, religion. But let's define the two first and foremost. First of all, religion, amen, is man-made. Religion is man-made. It is not manufactured by God. And that's the problem right there. It is man attempting to attain salvation or to redefine salvation or to believe that God will somehow accept their sacrifice, accept their life, and will embrace them when they die and bring them to heaven. And that is not the case. That is not according to the Bible. So in other words, religion doesn't care about what the Bible says. Religion uh, does not care about what Scripture has to say. Now, sometimes religion, many times they will use the Bible and they'll pervert the Bible and they will com corrupt the Scriptures to accommodate their lie and to accommodate their sin and to accommodate their false doctrine. But it is absolutely not salvation. On the other hand, salvation, the Bible tells us, amen, cannot be produced by man. Salvation is only from God and God alone. The Bible says in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Bible teaches that salvation only comes 
through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. No man can save himself. That means your religion can't save you. Your church can't save you. Amen. Your ideology can't save you. Your denomination can't save you. Your mom, your dad, amen, they can't save you. Oh, my dad's a deacon. My dad, my mother, my mother's a, a, a Sunday school teacher. Amen. Or whatever it may be. My father's a pastor or an evangelist or a missionary. That doesn't mean a thing. God has no children. He, rather, God has no grandchildren. He only has children. Amen. No grandchildren. And so that's why you must be born again. But where did this all start? Amen. Where did this idea of religion and salvation, amen, start? I believe we go back to the book of Genesis chapter number four. Amen. And I believe it gives us a clear understanding of the issue of religion and salvation. Amen. The difference between the two and how it was detrimental to one's eternal soul. Let's go to here. Genesis chapter number four, beginning at verse one. And Adam knew his wife. And Adam knew Eve's wife, and she conceived and bare came and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground and an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the first lings of his flock and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering. He had not respect, listen now, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest will, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin life at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with, 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 talk with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. The Bible says in verse 9 of Genesis chapter 4, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is, thy, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Amen. Notice here. It's very interesting. I mean, there's, we, could, we could stop here and preach for like <laughs> almost eternity. Amen. On, these, on this subject and this topic. But if you look here in, in Genesis chapter 4, the Bible says, amen, that Cain, that, rather that Adam knew his wife, Eve means that he had sexual relations with her, amen, and it was his wife. It was pure. It was holy. Outside of marriage, amen, sex, outside of marriage is sin. The Bible calls it, the, the Bible says that um, marriage is honorable and all in the bed under five, whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge in Hebrews chapter number 13. God will judge those, amen, who have sexual relations outside of marriage. That means homosexuality. That means fornication, adultery, all the rest of it, incest, you can name it. All of it, sin and, a, and an abomination unto God that will lead to hell, not heaven. Amen. So the Bible says, Adam knew his wife in purity. Amen. So here it is now. And she brought forth Cain. Amen. And then she also had another son, and it was Abel. Verse 2. Abel was a keeper of sheep. Cain was a tiller of the ground. The Bible says, amen, in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought, for, brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Amen. And Abel, he also brought of the first things of his flock and the fat thereof. 
and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and his offering, he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Notice what the Bible says here. The Bible says that both Cain and Abel had an offering unto God, both of them. Now, there was, such, there was no such thing as atheism at this time. It didn't exist. Amen. They hunt the whole deceptive fallacy and concept of atheism. Nobody was an atheist. They saw God. They knew God. Amen. He walked in the cool of the day with, with Adam and Eve in the past. Amen. And they understood that the heavens were not uh, made by itself. That in the beginning, God created the heaven, the earth, and he created all things, including them. And so they come now and they have an offering unto God. Because Cain was the uh, tiller of the ground, he offered fruit of the ground as an offering to the Lord. And Abel was a uh, keeper of the sheep. Amen. And the Bible says as a, as a result of that, he uh, brought the firstlings of his flock. And the fat thereof. Amen. The firstlings. Amen. Hallelujah. He bought the best under the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. An offering from the heart. An offering, amen, that's undefiled. An offering that's pure before God. Amen. That you want to give God the best. That came. All Cain did, amen. He just brought the fruit of the ground. An offering to the Lord. I'll give God whatever I want to give. I'll do, I'll, I'll give God, I'll give God the worship that I choose to give God. Amen. It doesn't matter what God desires. It doesn't matter what pleases him. It doesn't matter what he, what he wants to accept or what he doesn't. I will decide what I will give God. That is religion. Religion says I will worship God the way I want to worship. I will please God the way I will make sure that God will be pleased with me even though he's not. I will do whatever, amen, I want to do and I'll make sure that God will be pleased with me in my own mindset in my own concept it doesn't matter what god really wants it matters what i want to give him that's religion amen religion man-made hmm? man-made worship i will worship god the way i want to worship i will serve god the way i want to serve him he will accept me no matter what that is Amen. The high mindedness of religion. Amen. The pride of religion. Amen. Now you go back to Cain. Cain says, no, I'm going to give God what God wants. I'm going to serve God according to his standard, according to his truth, according to his word. I want to live for God. I want to serve God with all my soul, mind, hallelujah, all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I want to worship him in spirit and in truth. I want to die that he may live. I want to deny myself, take up my cross and follow him that is amen the essence of salvation hallelujah not my will but thy will lord be done mm. hallelujah true worship unto god hallelujah to keep him oneself unspotted from the world amen and to visit the fatherless in their and in, in the widows in their affliction to do what god wants me to do to live for him amen but not came i'm going to worship god the, the way i want to worship and of course, what happens at the end? God was pleased with Abel. The Bible says in verse number four at the end of it, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. Notice, God did not respect him. Well, who are we referring to? Cain. He did not respect his offering. Amen? But unto Cain and his offering. See, the offering that you give God is associated with you. Amen? Because who's giving the offering? You. Amen. 
and me. We are giving the offering to God. Not only was God displeased with the offering, but God was displeased with Cain because Cain offered an offering that God was not pleased with. Therefore, the worship was flawed. Amen. The service was flawed. Amen. The offering was flawed. It was not of God as a result of it. But this is the problem that we have today. People think that somehow God will accept them no matter what. Oh, God will embrace me for who I am. Oh, yeah, you think so? Mm -hmm. The people think that they can do these things and live a life of sin and rebellion against the Lord Jesus Christ and that somehow, way, God will still accept them and be pleased with their worship and with their offering. Not so. That's a lie. It's a lie. You think that, this, that anything has changed? Nothing's changed today. Amen. The offering of Cain is still offered in the majority, sadly, of churches today. Not just churches, not just uh, uh, denominations that claim to be Christian. Amen. But you've got all kinds of religions around the world. Islam, and you've got Hinduism, and you've got Buddhism, you've got Shintoism. You've got all these different isms out there. huh? And religions believing that they're pleasing God, and they're not. They're not pleasing God according to the Bible. They're not pleasing God according to the Bible. And that's all that matters in the end. What does God say? And so they say, oh, well, God is pleased because there's many avenues to God. That is religion. Many avenues to God. You're making it up yourself. And then when you look in the mirror, who are you really worshiping? You. It's the worship of self. It's the idolatry, amen, by which men make out of their own hands, amen, idols of gold, silver, amen, wood, and that's what they do. It's after their own hands. It's after their own lust. It's after their own ungodly desires, and at the end of the day, the Bible says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It does not lead to heaven. Unfortunately, sadly, it leads to an eternity in hell. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, amen. And the Bible says in verse 9, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, amen. And verse 9, hallelujah. It tells us that the unrighteous shall not. Now, this is serious because many people think that somehow God will be pleased with me. Oh, God will accept me for who I am. God will accept my worship. God will embrace me. God will, God will say I'm, I'm doing a great job. Huh? No, he won't. He won't give you a thumbs up. He'll give you a thumbs down to hell. It's not what God wants. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. But here's what the Bible says. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine says, know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Verse 10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. The Bible says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You may think that you will because you're preaching to Oh, brother, you're okay. You, you, you can masturbate. You can look at porn. God knows only you're only going through a hard time. That's okay, brother. There's no problem with that. What a lie. What a lie. You could be a homosexual. You could be transgender. You could be lesbian. You could be, uh, you could be an adulterer. You could be bisexual. You could do all these kind of things. You could be divorced and remarried. And Oh, that's fine, brother. But God will open the gates of heaven to you. What a lie. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says the unrighteous shall, shall not, with an N-O-T, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You will not go to heaven, that's 100%, except you repent. You will likewise perish. You got to turn from those things. 
And you've got to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your saving Lord. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't have to do that. That's a work salvation, brother. Really? A work salvation? You're deceived. Huh? The grace of God teaches us to deny ungodliness in Titus chapter number two. Amen. The grace of God is not a license to sin. That's that's what the false teachers will do in these last days, as we see in the recorder in the book of Jude, chapter one, verse four, turning the grace of God into a license to sin, into a lasciviousness. That's what they're doing now. That's what they're doing over the pulpits. Amen. In articles, in, in all these commentaries, saying you could be divorced and remarried and all these different kinds of things. You're justifying sin. When people are going to hell thinking I could do all these things, God will accept me because my preacher tells me. God will accept me because it's written in that commentary. God will accept me because that evangelist, that Bible scholar tells me I'm going to heaven. Who are you to tell me I'm going to hell? I don't even think you're a preacher. I don't got to listen to you. No, you don't have to listen to me. But, you have, but if I'm preaching the word of God, you better listen. Because it's not my voice. It's the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you better take heed to it. Because if you don't, amen, the Bible says very clearly, the wages of sin is death, not life. But thank God, listen to this. The gift of God, hallelujah, is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, blessed be the mighty name of the Lord. So you go back to Abem Genesis chapter number four. And now God is not, God did not have respect to the offering of Cain, but not to Abel's offering he did. Hallelujah. Why? Again, because Abel offered a sacrifice that was pleasing to God. And why was it pleasing to God? Because it was from the heart. It was from his spirit. It was from the depths of his soul to give God the best of his offering, genuine worship in spirit and in truth. Amen. Not to worship according to how I want to worship, but I'm going to worship God the way he wants me to worship him. I'm going to go according to his standard, according to his righteousness, according to his word. That's what Abel did according to his word. Amen. You know what God wanted? And he's going to give God what God wants, not what he wanted to do. I'm going to keep the best, of, the best, uh, the best of, the, of the flock for myself. No, 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 no. That's going to God. Amen. That's going to God. I'm going to give God the best that I got. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you got today, amen, this Christian so-called rock and roll and hip-hop and rap and everything else. You got metal or whatever they call it. It's deception. I'm going to worship God the way I want to worship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tattoo. I'm going to tattoo. I'm going to tattoo my body. Amen. I'm going to do, oh, I'm going to pierce my body in every way, shape, and form. Huh? I'm going to give God the way I want. I'm going to color my hair any kind of way. doesn't matter if I look like the devil. Amen. doesn't matter if I look rebellious. It doesn't matter about nothing. I'm going to worship God the way I want to worship God. And he will accept it the way I want him to accept it. Is that how it works? Huh? I'm going to, oh, I love listening to worldly music. I love all the worldly music of this world, and God will still accept it when God says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Huh? God says, don't do it. The Bible tells us very clearly in James chapter 4, verse 4, yeah, amen, that we're enemies of God, and we love the world. We're, we're, we are the enemy of God. We, the Bible says, you're adulterers and adulterers. Know that friendship with the world is to be the en enemy of God. You're to be the, you are the enemy of God if you are a friend of the world. The worldly system of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, it's of the world. And the Bible says, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, we're going to look at that for a minute because it's very powerful. Amen. In Romans chapter number 12. Praise God. Because, see, 
we don't like to hear these verses. You see, but but brother brother Abel would look at these verses and say, praise God, brother, bring it on. Hallelujah. I want to serve him. Amen. Anything that's according to his word, I want to live in accordance to him. Amen. And But the, the, the false church of today, the false believer today, oh, that's legalism. That's legalism, brother. No, 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 no. That's the epitome of legalism. And they don't even understand what legalism really is. Huh? Legalism is religion. False religion. Hmm? So what the Pharisees have. And why were they that way? Why did they have this understanding? Because they didn't abide by the word. You can, you can use scripture to justify your position, to try to attempt to do so. The Bible does not do that. The Bible doesn't justify sin. But they, the, the Pharisees justified their sin, amen, and appeared to be righteous, but they didn't care about the true worship of God. That's why Jesus says, amen, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no wise enter the kingdom of God. You in no case enter. Because of the fact you have, to, you have to have the righteousness inside your heart of truth. They were full of dead men's bones inside, full of uncleanness inside. Somebody can go, oh, I'm, I'm serving God, but yet have nothing but full of adultery inside their heart toward all kinds of women that they see walking up the street no you got to repent of that inside of your spirit that's why there's no such thing as an, an an adulterous christian you can't be or a homosexual christian or i'm a homosexual christian but i don't commit the act of homosexuality what a lie you cannot amen be a homosexual christian there's no such thing it's an oxymoron no more than you are a devil worshiping christian it's a lie if you have amen lust in your heart if you're a man for another man you're committing sin you need to repent of that you're not going to heaven you're going to hell the bible calls that evil concupiscence amen the bible calls that amen inordinate affection shameful desires get rid of that in your spirit amen the bible says in in second corinthians chapter 7 amen verse 1 hallelujah amen therefore beloved having these promises let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness oh hallelujah in the fear of god the bible Bible says we must perfect holiness hallelujah in the fear of almighty God and that's the problem with today today's religion today's church today amen is that they don't want to hear that truth amen amen they don't want to be totally dedicated and surrendered to the Lord holiness means nothing to them they don't care about living right before God they don't care about God's standard holiness amen we don't live holy to be saved that's legalism but we live holy as the manifestation of true salvation and that we're truly born again that we're truly a child of God that we've truly repented of our sins and that we now bring forth fruit meat for repentance uh, and that we are a amen hallelujah a living epistle known and read by all men thank you jesus the bible says here in romans chapter number 12 amen that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Verse, when I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed, listen now, to this world. Listen to what the scripture said. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Bible says, we, amen, are not to be conformed to this world, but we are to be transformed. By the renewing of our mind, that we may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What we may prove what? Let me read that again. What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? The Bible says, amen, we're not to be conformed to this world. Amen. The lust of our own flesh. That's what Cain did. He went after the lust of his own flesh. Amen. And as a result, he wanted to kill his brother. That's what the Bible says here. 
The Lord says in verse 6, And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? Why is that countenance fallen? He asked him two questions there in verse number 6. Why are you angry? Why are you wroth? Amen? Why is thy countenance fallen? Why? What's the purpose of this, Cain? Then God says to him, amen, in verse number 7, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Praise God. He says, Cain, there's no reason for you to be angry. Why? We said, why are you angry? Why is your countenance fallen? Why are you saddened? Huh? If you do well, if thou doest well, amen, hallelujah, shalt thou not be accepted? He says, Cain, if you do well, I will accept you. Don't you think I won't accept you, Cain? Huh? God's speaking, having a conversation, amen, with Cain, hallelujah, and says, look, Cain, there's no need for you to be angry, no need for you to have your countenance fallen and be downtrodden in your spirit. You think I don't want to receive you? It's not true, Cain, amen. I will receive you, but you got to do what's right. You got to do it my way. You got to do it according to my standard, according to my truth, that according to your own sinful, wicked ideology and desire. So, Cain, I will accept you, Cain, I will accept you, amen, if you do what's right, if you do that perfect, amen, and that good and acceptable will of God, you will be accepted. I will accept you, Cain. Imagine, God has said, I will accept you, Cain, but you've got to do what's right, amen. Hmm. So, God tells, amen, the, amen, the apostate church of the day that I will accept you, but you got to do that which is right. You got to turn away from your lying. You got to turn away from your divorce and your remarriage. Do you think that you could, a man can leave his wife and, and marry another woman that's not his wife? Amen. When the Bible calls that adultery. Oh, brother, what about the, except the beef for pornier, brother, what about that? You're deceived. You're deceived with a capital D by demon spirits, by seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's why you believe such a doctrine like that because you're trying to justify yourself in your sin that will damn you to hell remember what the man of God said in Romans amen hallelujah when understanding the teaching of the Lord amen he talks about a woman amen hallelujah who is married to her husband amen and goes and gets married to another man while the first husband's alive the Bible says she shall be called an adulteress in Romans chapter 7 verse 3 what about 1 Corinthians chapter 10 amen 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 10 through 11 what about that hmm what does the Bible say concerning that? When, when Paul, the Holy Ghost, the Apostle Paul reiterates the teachings of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. What is said here, amen, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 7, verses uh, 10 through uh, verse 11. Huh? The Bible says it right here. Here it says it. Verse 10. And unto the merit I command, yet not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. Amen. You can look at our, uh, on our website, internationaldeliveranceministries.org, and you can look at more, amen, our articles on that, on divorce and marriage, or rather our book, a portion of our book on divorce and marriage, of course, and a video as well. But the bottom line is this. The Bible just says it here, amen, in Christ, uh, the Apostle Paul teaching, uh, reiterating the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, amen, very clearly, let not the wife depart from her husband, but if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. Look, divorce or marriage is the sin of adultery, period. The only option, amen, that the Apostle Paul said, and, and remember, he got this teaching directly from the Lord. And, of course, we see it, of course, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 19, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, amen, Luke, chapter number 16, Mark's Gospel, I believe, uh, chapter, number uh, chapter number 10, all through the Bible. And... Uh, the bottom line is, is that he understood that a woman is not to get divorced and remarried. 
She's a, she, if she leaves her husband, she shouldn't do that. But if she does leave for whatever reason, she's to remain unmarried or be reconciled to her, her biblically legitimate husband. Period. What are preachers telling people now? Oh, it's okay, brother. You can, you can leave your husband and leave your, and it's okay and go get remarried. And God bless you, brother. Oh, sister. Oh, God bless you. I heard about a man that died just, I believe it was yesterday, that we knew. My wife and I knew uh, for years. We knew of him. And this man uh, was living in a divorced marriage state for years, left his wife, went to marry another woman. She was free to marry because she was never married before. Then he left her, got married to another woman. She, she was taking care of him. And she left him. Her husband went to get married to this man. And everybody said, oh, he left behind his loving wife. This is his third wife. <laughs> Such an abomination. This is what we're talking about. And her husband was still alive. This is, a, this is the abomination that we're talking about. People think this is okay. Amen. I'm going to worship God the way I want to. I want to get divorced from married. God, you will accept it. I will make sure of it, Lord. I will heap up to myself teachers that will tell me I can do it, brother. Oh, yes. And you will accept me, God. You will. I know you will. You'll do it. You got it. You better do it. He won't. He won't. You will die in your sins and go to hell. This is what God says. God did not accept Cain. He, he had no respect for Cain and his offering. God says he will accept you if you turn from these things. Amen. Hallelujah. If you turn from your divorce and remarriage and come out of that adulterous, sinful, wicked relationship. Same thing if you're homosexual. You got to come out of that. You can't say, well, I'm saved. Now I'm going to live with my partner. I'm going to live with this man I'm married to. You can't, you, God didn't recognize that as a marriage. God will never recognize homosexual same-sex marriage as a marriage. It's an abomination in the sight of God. It's sin and an abomination that will lead to hell, not heaven. doesn't matter what the courts say. doesn't matter what the world says. Who cares? It matters what the Supreme Court of Heaven says. And people don't care about that, but one day they will. And they will receive the judgment of Almighty God if they don't repent and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the difference between religion and salvation. Religion accepts and opens a door to all kinds of mess or maybe just a couple of things or whatever they don't care about the whole standard of god they don't want to worship him with all their heart and soul mind and strength no they'll they'll may oh they'll say oh well you know homosexuality is wrong but divorce or marriage is okay oh oh you know shocking up is okay but you know uh you know homosexuality is wrong all those kind of things huh or maybe you you the acts of homosexuality is wrong but but you could be a homosexual christian what a lie all of us a lie mm-hmm. all of us a lie you see and just, I don't care about presenting my body a living sacrifice. Women walking around with bikinis, it's okay. Pastors, wives with a bikini. I want to look hot and sexy. Huh? Hot and sexy? Well, they'll send you right to hell. Why? Because if you offend your brother, amen, you're going to answer to God. The Bible talks about that. Huh? You offend them by knowing that they're going to look at you and you dress in a manner by which they can lust after your body and commit sin in the heart. And you're, and you're actually doing that so they can lust after you and look at you as attractive and sexy and all that. No, what is being sexy? It brings forth the thoughts of having sex. Amen. When you do that. huh? Having sex with that individual. You should never want as a Christian to look sexy. Nobody. It'll only be, only be sexy for your husband, your wife in the bedroom. Amen. That's it. Otherwise, nobody else, you should not want to look sexy for anybody else and try to dress a provocative to the world. Never, never. The Bible talks about these things, amen? So this is the religion of Cain. I'm going to do what I want to do. So now Cain, amen, God said, I will accept you if you do what's right. Amen? Hallelujah, you do well. And in verse 7 goes on to say, And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, amen, 
his brother and slew him. Slew him, killed him. And the Lord said unto Cain, where is thy brother, Abel, thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And, art, and now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. The Bible tells us that Cain killed Abel. Why? Because his works were evil and his brother's works were good. The Bible says, marvel not that the world hates you. Don't be surprised that the world's going to hate you for living right. Oh, you're better than me. Oh, you think you're holier than me. You're there. They say all these things, but they would be accepted by God if they just did what God said. All of us. We know money's better than the other person. But why do we? But the Bible says we need to walk after the spirit and not after flesh. The Bible says there is therefore now no, how love it, no condemnation, hallelujah, to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after, praise God, the spirit, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's no more judgment if we walk after God's spirit, walking in the, in the, the holiness of God. Amen. In this truth. But if we want to walk after our sin, there is judgment. There is condemnation. There is hell fire that we will end up in for all eternity as a rich man, according to Luke's gospel, chapter number 16. It doesn't have to be that way. God says, if you do well, I will accept it. Now, here's Cain kills Abel, amen, because his deeds were evil. Cain's deeds, uh, Cain's deeds were evil. Abel's were good. And that's what the world wants to do. They hate you. They hate anybody that walks with Jesus Christ. They hate anybody that has salvation. They want everyone to have their ungodly religion and to play the game. And when they have funerals, oh, this one's gone to heaven. That one's gone to heaven. Everybody goes to heaven, no matter what. So let's all feel good about it. Matter of fact, when you look at Luke's gospel 16, the rich man in hell, amen, when he was in hell, he says, go tell my five brethren, amen, about this place of torment, amen. He says, don't go and don't let them think that I'm gone to heaven. Don't let them think that I'm in a better place. I am in hell in torment. Tell them to repent so they don't come here. That's what all those who died in their sins and who are not in heaven, they don't want to play no games with nobody because they love their family. They don't want their family to go to hell with them. They want their family to repent and go to heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. But we love to play the game. One of these days, the game will be completely over. Amen. Well, the game's over right now. Amen. But there'll be no more shenanigans. No more playing. Nobody's saying this one's gone to heaven. That one's gone to heaven. Make everybody feel all great and fine. Oh, I'll see you. I'll see you in the next life. Oh, you're looking down on me when they're actually in hell because they died in their sin. They had religion. They had religion. They had religion. They had religion, but they did not have salvation. Amen. The Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You must be born again. You got to turn from your sin. The Bible says, amen, neither is a salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved only the Lord Jesus Christ can save you he's God in the flesh he's not just a great prophet as Islam would like to say amen he's not just a great amen uh, avatar amen or uh, praise God just like the uh, the our great spiritual leader like the many religions like to say of Hinduism and others no sir he's God in the flesh amen he's the true God and eternal life little children keep yourselves from idols the Jehovah's Witnesses will say oh he's not God no he's not God there's a lie and in the beginning was the word 
word and the word was with God and the word was God, not a God. All things were made by him. Only All things were only made by God. Amen. Hallelujah. He talked about the glory that he had with the Father from the beginning. Amen. Philippians says, amen, that he thought, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He received worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I am preaching and teaching? You need to accept them as God in the flesh, not as a God. Amen. He's the first and the last. That's what God said in the book of Isaiah. I'm first and last. Amen. Who else can hold that title but God himself? Oh, he's the firstborn of all creation. Trying to say Christ is created. What a lie. His goings forth from old, from everlasting. So what does it mean? This means that he is the originator of all creation. That's all it means. Hmm? That's all it means. Not that he was created. He was not. He's the creator. Amen. When he, had, had, when he became God, or rather when he would not became God, he was always God from all eternity. But when he became man, he added to himself a human nature. One person with two natures, the person of the Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And amen. He added that at his incarnation. Amen. This day have I begotten thee. That's when he became the begotten son of God at the incarnation. Amen. When he added to himself humanity, a, a, a flesh. Amen. The word became flesh, but he was God from all eternity. Amen. Never had a beginning. Bible makes it clear. Amen. That you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, Lord. Amen. People try to attain maksha, the liberation of the soul, amen, in Hinduism, to get out of the cycle of death, birth, and rebirth, of reincarnation, samsara. No, sir. Amen. The Bible says it is appointed under men once to die, but after this, the judgment. In Islam, it says that Jesus Christ is not God. No, we have to attain, we have to please God through our good works, pray, amen, uh, uh, you know, uh, toward Mecca, uh, keep the five pillars of the Islamic faith and all these kind of things. No, sir. No. No, sir. Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish, the Bible says. If you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. If you don't believe that he's the Messiah, if you don't believe that he's the only way to heaven, if you deny that he died on the cross, if you deny that he rose from the dead, if you deny his deity, if you deny that he's the son of God, you do not have life. He that hath the son of God hath life, but he that hath not the son of God hath not life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. God's wrath abides upon you. If you were not, if you were not saved to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you were not born again, Again, by your spirit. I don't care how much religion you got. I don't care. Amen. You could have more degrees than a thermometer. It doesn't matter. You will end up in hell for all eternity if you do not come to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. This is the difference between religion and salvation. Amen. They don't want to go. So religion does not want to go by the Bible. Does not want to go by the word of God. It wants to do away with the word of God. It wants to do away with the truth. Jesus says amen. Hallelujah to the Pharisees. Amen. In John's gospel chapter 8. Amen. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. That's the main thing right there. Your religion, because you love yourself, you don't love God, you don't know God. You don't have the love of God in you. You love the world, the love of the Father is not inside of you. You're walking in darkness. If you say that we, I love God and, and walk in darkness, you lie, the Bible says, and you do not the truth. Religion is the way to hell. It rejects God's word. It rejects his salvation. It rejects the cross. Finally, I'm going to end with this. Matthew's gospel. Matthew's gospel. Amen. Chapter 16. Matthew's gospel, the 16th chapter. Amen. And this is just after the man of God, Brother Peter, acknowledged the person 
of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the Christ, the Son of God. Amen. Just after that, the Apostle Peter, verse 22, I'm gonna go a bit, let me go a verse before that. Verse 21. I'm going to read it. Of course, I'm reading from the King James Bible. The Bible says here, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Verse 22. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Imagine. Peter says, no, 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 no. Be it far from thee, Lord. Be it far from thee, Lord, from him going to the cross. We don't need the cross. Lord, we don't need you to die on the cross. We don't need, we don't need that. We need, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We don't, we don't need you to do that. It's not necessary. We can get to heaven through many other avenues and many other ways, Lord. We don't need you to go and die and shed your precious shed blood upon the cross of Calvary. It's not necessary. Be it far from thee, Lord. Who is speaking through Peter? Jesus said, but he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Hmm. Satan, the devil, was speaking through Peter. Amazing. How can this be? A man of God professing Christ a few verses before. Then he now allows the devil to speak through him. Because in that moment, Peter departed from the truth of the word. Jesus said, this is what it must happen. Hmm? And sometimes you may think you're doing well. You may think what you're saying is well, but if it goes contrary to the word, no matter how well-meaning it is, it's satanic. It's not of the Holy Ghost. It's satanic. It's not of the Holy Ghost. It is satanic. It is not of the Holy Ghost. No matter how well-meaning it may appear to be, it is not of God. It is from the devil. It's from the pit of hell. The cross. The cross. We cannot be saved without Jesus Christ going and shedding his blood upon the cross. Without the shedding of blood, listen now, there is no remission of sin. means there is no forgiveness. There is no forgiveness of your sins. And that means that God will judge us according to our sins and cast us to hell. If Christ's blood was not shed upon the cross of Calvary, his blood must be shed. It had to be shed. Anybody's, oh, we don't need it. They're deceived. They're lying to you. They're speaking. The devil is speaking right through them. It's satanic. It's demonic. It's hellish. It is not of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is religion. That's why they say don't preach about his salvation on the cross. Don't preach about the cross. Don't preach about repentance. Don't preach about hell. Don't preach about being born again. Don't preach about any of those things. No, sir. We don't need that in our church. It's the religion of man that will damn the soul to hell. Amen. A cross. A bloody, a bloodless cross. That's what they want. Amen. Religion makes them feel good. We, we don't mind singing, amen, and singing a, a baby in a manger at Christmas. Hmm? We don't want the cross. But the baby in the manger showed that there had to be a cross. That's what he came to do. Amen. 
He came to seek and to save that which was lost. The whole purpose of his coming was to die for our sins, that we could be saved. For God so loved the world, hallelujah, that he gave glory. His only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, hallelujah, should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the whole point and being of Christ coming, to save that which was lost, so we can repent and be born again and not have religion, but have salvation. There was so much religion going on at that time, amen? But God wants us to have, amen, salvation. You need to have salvation today if you're not saved. Your church can't save you. Your religion can't save you. Maybe you're a deacon. Maybe you're even a pastor in your church, but you have religion. You're not born again. You've never turned from your sins. You're just going through the motions. You have nothing but complete religion. You have nothing inside of your soul. You don't have the Holy Ghost in your heart. Amen. You're in your life. You've not been converted. You've not been regenerated. Amen. You need to be saved first and regenerated. You need to do that by repenting of your sins and receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your only Lord and Savior, as your only means of eternal salvation. You could only be saved by God's grace and not by any works of yours alone. It's only by his grace and his finished work on the cross could you be redeemed. And you got to turn by how you do how do you receive that? The Bible says you receive that by genuine faith. And by genuine faith, the Bible means you have to turn from your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior by faith alone. That's what it means. Repent and believe the gospel. That's what it means. So believing is not just an, a, a mental assent, it means amen. Hallelujah, that you actually believe the gospel by turning from your sins, by, by bringing forth fruit meat for repentance and receiving him as your Savior. Amen. You, and you ask him into your life to be a Lord and Savior, to live for him and to serve him all the days of your life. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be saved today. You can get rid of your religion that will lead you to hell. And you can know the true and living God, the Lord Jesus Christ, by faith alone for your salvation. Amen. Just pray this prayer with me. No prayer itself can save you, but if you pray this prayer genuinely unto God, the Lord will save you. He'll forgive you of all your sins. Amen. And he'll give you everlasting life. The Bible says, whosoever, hallelujah, shall call upon the name of the Lord, hallelujah, shall, glory, be saved. Amen. You shall be saved. And you'll be ready to go to heaven and not go to hell. Just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. I thank you for rising again from the dead according to the Holy Scriptures. Lord Jesus, I turn from my false religion. I turn from my own way of salvation, my own means to attain heaven through my good works or through my false belief, of, through my own understanding and rejection of your word. Lord, I turn away from all my sins. And I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior and Lord. And I surrender my life to you. And Lord, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I will love you, I will live for you, and I will keep your word by your spirit. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You pray that prayer sincerely unto God in genuine repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to send you to our website, internationaldeliveranceministries.org. Amen. To the Salvation Amen uh, tab. You'll see there our booklet. Amen. What it means to be born again absolutely free. What it means to be born again absolutely free. That will encourage you in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We also, amen, encourage you. Amen. To give whatever you can to our ministry that will enable us to preach the gospel. Amen. No gift is too small and no gift is too large for the work of the Lord. You can do that on our support tab on our website. We love you. Praise God. We're praying for you. Jesus is coming. God bless. Praise God. God bless. Jesus, God.